Hi everyone and a massive welcome or welcome back to the Dedicate podcast. I'm your host Kate Ivey. Today I'm chatting to artist, rural mum and Instagrammer Madison Coulter. Madison grew up in Canada before moving to New Zealand when she was 18 where she met her now husband Sam. Madison shares her fascinating life story with us and the challenges of becoming a full-time artist, an accomplishment full of emotion that has been a huge journey for her. We also had some great chats about fitness and the balancing act of family and business. It was a windy day which did affect Madison's internet, so she does cut out from time to time, but it's still a great listen. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I'm super excited to chat to you, Madison, because um, I feel like I know you from following your journey on Instagram, but we've never actually, oh, we've had one phone conversation, but yeah, um, I never met you in person or got to know you. And this is a really cool way to, yeah, get to know people. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Kate. I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited to be here. You've had some amazing people that I really admire, so it feels quite yeah, butterfly is to be here, actually. <laughs> I know, it's quite nerve-wracking. Um, I had a radio interview on Saturday, radio yeah. live radio interviews. Oh, my goodness, they are so hard. Oh, God, yeah, you've got to oh. get that. Okay. <laughs> so um, you've got two kids. They are, how old are they again? Like four and two um, or something? Yeah, Olivia's almost five. She's yeah. five in February. He's two and a half, you could say. He's um, three in April. Cool. And so to make this happen or this podcast, thank you for your time. Have you sent them out with your husband, Sam, or what's, are they at kindy or? I have booked in originally because we don't do kindy today, but um, yeah, he's gone flying. Um, so they are kindy. Oh, thank you so much for doing that. It's, it's a juggle, isn't it? Yeah, there's lots to talk about today. Let's go back to the very beginning. Now you were brought up in the countryside of Canada. Yeah. Your mum was horse crazy and your dad a cowboy, is that right? Yeah, basically. So dad, he, gosh, he was young when he traveled up the Alaska highway and mum was serving coffees. (laughs) It's kind of like one of the movies. Um, Her parents owned one of the like very few gas stations along the Alaska highway. So yeah. Is the Alaska highway in Alaska or is it the highway to Alaska in Canada? To Alaska, so we were oh, quite close yeah. to the Yukon. Um, yeah. Very small. We say town, but it was like a community of thirty people. Yeah, middle of nowhere that were all into hunting and outfitting. So yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. They did that. They started the outfits and had well four daughters. Yeah. <laughs> which amazing. Was a man's world where dad could have seriously used four sons. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Classic. But we're all very capable and um yeah. Yeah. Any other way. So what number in the family are you? I'm number three. Number three. Okay. Nice. So kind of the baby, kind of not. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so where did you so a small town of thirty, where did you go to high school? Um, so we went to school just opposite the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> and it had, when I was there, it was 12 kids and that was kindergarten all the way till high school. So one big room, um, one teacher to kind of man us all. Wow. And, all the way to high school. Yeah, we basically did correspondence and then the yeah. teacher just 
helped us a wee bit if we needed to, but yeah. yeah and made sure you're on track and all that sort of thing. But it was basically correspondence all together. Yeah, totally. Which I liked. I mean, some of my sisters struggled because they weren't as organized, but me and my older sister, we were probably quite organized. So we handled yeah. that okay. I think it taught us a lot. Yeah. So did you have a best friend or like good friends your age growing up or were they your sisters? Yeah, um, basically all sisters, but I was lucky. You know, there's a couple girls that were my age. Um, yeah. yeah. So that was good. Yeah. And what would you do in the weekends then? You obviously oh, weren't oh, like meeting yeah. boys and doing all oh. that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Going to the movies. No, definitely no movies or anything. No, we were very much um, outdoor kids. So mainly on horseback. Yeah. Us, us sisters all hung out a lot and we would be buggering around on them. Amazing. And then after school, what did you do? Yeah, same. If it wasn't hunting season, like we had, I guess hunting season kind of kicked off around June, July for us. And that's when we'd be getting prepped and we'd be doing a lot of our horse work because we had about a hundred horses that we raised. So we'd be rounding them up from the mountains and stuff. And um, yeah, us girls would be quite busy with all of that. Oh, wow. So literally like what they do. I was watching Yellowstone last night. Like that's actually quite real. Yeah, we had the big roundup and we loved it. It was chaos. Um, but yeah, and we bred all, all our own horses and stuff and we had branding and yeah, it so was do amazing. You, are you getting in your horses or are you getting in wild horses and taming them? No, so our horses, but they were basically wild by the time they'd spent that much time kind of just out on their own. Um, yeah. So, so why do they spend so much time out on their own? Feed them through the winter because we, you know, you'd have to, you'd have so much snow, but kind of spring time once the grass and stuff was enough we'd kick them out into the mountains if that makes yeah. sense we yeah, kind of yeah. had quite a big farm I guess here equivalent station yeah. and you just kick out and I see so it's in. just like um sending off the weathers for the summer into the high country yeah yeah, yeah. and then so what you breed them to a certain age and then sell them or you no we just would yeah we would replace we'd sell a few to neighboring outfits but they were mainly just to replace and keep into our herd as working horses okay and what do you do on them <laughs> sorry <laughs> like this hunting like everyone yeah it's so hunting. You, you use them for hunting sorry yeah yeah so we would trail with them so I guess each kind of camp that was yeah you'd either fly to them through bush plane or you would ride out um, I'm trying to remember what our longest trail in would be. I think it was around 10 days. Wow. And so you'd have maybe 15 horses and then yeah. those horses stay out for the three months of hunting season. And that's what they would use to hunt on. Yeah. I see. And, and would, are you taking, like, are you doing hunting guiding or are you actually hunting animals to then sell the animals? No, so guiding. So an outfitter yeah. is basically, we owned the rights to hunt a certain yeah. piece of land and yeah. people would pay to guide them. So stone awesome. sheep, moose, all of that. Yeah. Very cool. My um, brother-in-law worked for a season as a hunting guide mm-hmm. o- over there. So I do know yeah. a wee bit. Um, but yeah. I'd miss that part. Cool. Okay. So that was what they, your parents did for a living. They were hunting guides. Yeah. Hunt- yeah. Outfitters. And yeah, we had Outfitters. a crew of, I think... Yeah, around 15 guides. Yeah, yeah, who would come over and they'd spend the hunting seasons with us. So it was all go for the summer all the way till fall. And then in the wintertime, we basically just hibernated as family. Yeah. Because <laughs> what down. was the weather like? Was it just snow on the ground the whole time? 
oh yeah, October she'd start snowing and then all the guides would basically leave. We'd tidy up from hunting season, kind of move out of our lodge and go back into our home. And um, yeah, it was just like minus 40 wasn't a big, you know, yeah. yeah, it's so hard for us to get our, head, our heads around. I know now because I did live in Canada for six months. Um, mm-hmm. But when you live here and you imagine that you can't see how it's possible because our houses are so cold yeah. and we don't, you know, our system's not equipped for cold weather. So you yeah. think, how can you survive? Like, how is it even possible? You go over there and realize that it's actually almost nicer to have a winter over there yeah. because the houses are warm and everything set up for it yeah you definitely set up but oh my gosh I don't know now that I have kids I'm like how did they do it yeah <laughs> like there's so how- much admin isn't there get out the door the yeah. amount of clothes dress them in so that and it's like frostbite like they'll actually get frostbite so I completely take my hat off to my sister with her three girls like yeah bundling up three toddlers in and out even how do you get them on the car seats it just yeah. blows me out you can imagine how uh, pulled out the um, the straps are of the car seat, <laughs> long they are. Um, and so your sister's still in the same area, one of them? or uh, Yeah, close to. Yeah, so one of them is, and the others are kind of yeah, branched out a little bit through Canada now because we sold our hunting outfit the year I left. Yeah. Um, in so, yeah, a bit more spread out now. Yeah, cool. And so after school, what did you do? After school, I always loved drawing, so I yeah. was always that right from the get-go. But, yeah, we worked with mum and dad. We um, we definitely had our jobs throughout the summers. And in the winter, again, we would um, do some pretty cool skidoo trips. And dad had a trap line for wolves and stuff, so we would bug around a little bit with that. And, um, yeah, just hang out with the sisters. We had great relationship, all of us girls. Yeah, it sounds amazing. And it sounds like um, you kind of – you had to, like you were each other's friends as well. Yeah. 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 And um, were you all pretty similar? Similar interests? Um, kind of. Kind of and kind of not. I was yeah. always, you know, they called me the girlier one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but can still hunt and um, do all those yeah. sort of things. Yeah. But I was a lot later than that. Yeah. I think I was around 18 before I kind of started thinking about hunting. And yeah. we always did elk. And then that was kind of our introduction into it. And I waited quite a bit, but I loved fishing. That was always kind of my thing. But yeah, uh, my three sisters are probably a lot bigger, stronger, more confident, like my dad. Yeah. And I was labeled more of the shy introvert one. Yeah. 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 Interesting. And then when did you move to New Zealand? Um, I came to New Zealand when I was 18 and I came to work for a hunting outfitter over here. And that was was that something you'd always wanted to do, or what brought you over yeah, here? Yeah, quite a few girls did it. Um, that were also into the outfitting and stuff as well. So a lot of my peers and stuff had done it, and they would go over and cook. And it was such a, yeah, it worked great because outfitters over here would love it because you've been raised in it, so you kind yeah. of know. Talk to hunters and and older people. You know, you were raised around that. So. Yeah. So whereabouts um, was your one in New Zealand that you went to? Right in Woodbury. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. So you just literally went well, there and hardly left. Right. Yeah, basically. Uh, moved into the farmhouse with the boys. We were right in the middle of a big build of a lodge for a hunting outfit. And um, yeah, instantly fell head over heels for Sam um, and took him home with me. <laughs> wow. So you're working with your now husband 
Is that how yeah. you met? Oh, yeah. how amazing. Classic. Yeah. And then did you b- brought him back to Canada, brought him back to Canada and you lived there for a while together? Kind of. We did the hunting season. So it worked yeah. perfectly that our hunting season was, yeah, the off season for New Zealand. And so we bounced backwards and forwards and did hunting seasons for each country for quite a few years, actually. Yeah. Oh, amazing. And then when did you decide it was time to settle and how did you choose where it was going to be? I guess since we sold our outfit and that like our farm, um, I kind of lost connection to Canada a little bit through that. I did. I kind of was quite uprooting. um, Didn't really know where home is. Still don't really know where home is. Where are your parents now? Um, kind of based in the town where we went grocery shopping so it's about two hours where we grew from where we grew up mm-hmm. quite a small um and then they spend the winters in Arizona oh wow in cool so yeah I guess I always loved New Zealand and we, like Sam's family had the farm here which we were involved in and it just kind of naturally happened that way I yeah. guess yeah it, it wasn't sort of a hard choice where you had to go oh my goodness where where are we going to go it was it made oh, sense yeah it would have been a harder decision yeah I think if we still had the outfit I would yeah. be more tempted um mm-hmm. but with the cut with that it yeah yeah that makes sense um now before we started I said to you um about you know if you're happy to share your rock bottoms and you're an, a listener of our podcast so you know that um that is what this podcast is about and if anyone's just listening to, for the first time today we we delve into people's lives and we also chat about their rock bottoms or most challenging experiences in their lives because um that is where greatness occurs basically that's where we learn the most and that's how we come to achieve amazing things is through the tough times you know we learn a lot more from from the tough experiences than you know the everyday ones um so you said you've got two and so I'd love to delve into those um one of those is becoming an artist and making it a career I can imagine it's it's not an easy thing to make a career out of and you have it's incredible Oh, thank you. I feel, yeah, I'm quite, I'm still on that journey. Um, and I'm very much looking to anyone for advice still. <laughs> I love to learn from other people, even if they're not into the art, but just anyone starting their own business from mm-hmm. scratch. Yeah, that's been a journey that I'm still very much in. But there's always that narrative of artists don't make money, you know, the starving artist, starving yeah. creative, kind yeah. of trying to turn that around and have the confidence in myself to do it and be like no I'm sure this is a thing yeah (laughs) has something for me I've always wanted to be an artist for as long as I can remember so well you are seriously talented like you you do the things that we see on Instagram you do that with pencils right yeah yeah pencil yeah so how do you know where to do the shading and where to like I was watching you just do like these tiny little we you know, it's tiny little strokes create this impressive animal or landscape. How do you know? Does it come, is it practice? Is it just an eye for it? So much practice, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a really determined child and mum and dad really were amazing at pushing me to keep trying and keep practicing and take it really seriously. 
Um, so for, yeah, like I said, as long as I can remember, I was making it a daily practice and really holding myself accountable. Did to your not- parents know from a young age that that was something you're incredibly talented at? I don't know if they knew I was incredibly talented. <laughs> they were very encouraging, yeah. but, um, yeah, they just pushed it with any of, and my other sisters too, with their interests, like just have a go at it. And if you want it, you're going to have to work for it. Mom yeah. and dad worked incredibly hard to start from nothing mm-hmm. with a bit that they, you know, built. They had nothing. They had no money. They bloody worked hard, raised a family and built it up to the largest in BC. So I guess that work ethic and watching them, well, I guess it's kind of entrepreneurial, mm-hmm. really need to keep doing it with mine so yeah I pushed all the way through um didn't go to art school that was kind of on my mind for a bit and then I decided to try it self-taught and yeah just all practice I guess to get to where I am now and still lots of practice to come it's quite exciting to know that it's just going to get better yeah amazing Um, I can't I can't see how it can get any better than what it is but (laughs) that's really exciting and just doing color I was black and white for a very long time with just graphite to change to color that was a big challenge Mm -hmm. yeah like I said it's not easy to really trust in yourself and and be brave and and to give it a go yeah to with the art and um, because yeah it's not like you're following sort of there's not many people to follow a lead from is there you sort of having to trial and error as you go as to how it all works but I think it's a great idea what you're doing with the the magnets and the prints thank you I'm trying and you do commissions as well yeah I started with commissions so I kind of um try quite a few different ways with the art I try in the beginning I was commissioning people's hunting trophies Mm -hmm. and I did that for a while and that was great um until you leave the hunting world and then I was kind of at a loss I tried selling my work through galleries that was difficult to not really sustainable they take such a large amount of that piece the money and stuff so that was quite hard I tried and with galleries kind of you know like how do you get you know it's often people like a particular artist so you know it must be a massive process to get well known yeah, it was. And oh my gosh, still, if I was to try galleries again, I think I'd get just like shuffled off. Like you've got no name. Who are you to think that you could do it? So <laughs> it is, it's hard. Artists are just faced with all these challenges. Um, there's always kind of a feeling that I should try for social media, but that mm-hmm. was really scary. <laughs> yeah. And he's an introvert. Um, and a lot of people who even aren't showing up on social media and putting yourself out there that's a huge challenge it is a massive challenge isn't it and it's a um plays on on your mind a lot like it's yeah but you do an incredible job and you can tell oh it's so good well you can just tell from the engagement and the followers you have and the growth um because you are so creative you're so good at creating the content you know I just really enjoy it actually yeah it is it is good fun isn't it I started with the stories and stuff as mainly Sam would go overseas in the winter and I was like oh, I'll show them what our days are like and mm-hmm. and all my family I really wanted them to kind of see what our days are like and what kind of life we live because it's so different to what I was living um yeah right way for them to see the kids and it's just grown from that yeah it's gone kind of a different way than I thought maybe originally starting I thought I would keep it pretty strictly art but 
yeah, I think people really want to know who the artist is and they who do. the person they do. Yeah. And whether it is in piece of art or pottery or anything, I think. Or fitness, really, whatever it is, they want to know. Yeah. Make a connection. So I'm just blown away by the people that are there. I'm so grateful. Yeah, it's really cool. And how often do you post? Um, gosh, in my head, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I could do three days a week. Some days I'll feel really creative and I'll just, yeah, I'll have a good week and I'll put stuff up. And then other weeks you just don't feel like it at all. So yeah. it's kind of, it. there's never been a real strict strategy with it. It's mm-hmm. just, been, it has to work in with life and it's whatever I've, I'm inspired by, I guess, week. And is your um, Instagram page really benefiting your art? You're getting a lot more sales? Incredible. Yep. Yeah. It would be 90 percent if not more yeah from Instagram which is just incredible like I said again I just can't I really can't believe it I'm yeah being able to call myself a full-time artist now which is still even hard to say it's hard to talk about because I've dreamed about that my whole life purely for either following that's online and the people that are supporting me there and yeah it's just a platform to share your work and that's just unreal yeah so cool and I love the ones where you show sort of the time lapse of you creating yeah I need art. to do that a bit more it could be bloody hard work if you're holding the phone and yeah I bet. Like, you I need to set up some sort of system that you know it yeah you don't have to hold it yeah and then yeah. anytime I'm like oh the eyes would be a really cool process to show how I draw those and then I'm like no I need I'll be too aware of that camera being there so yeah. I never you won't be able to do your best work sort of thing yeah. yeah so with your prints um it's a great business model because you you draw it once and then you get it printed right yeah that's so a yeah. really great idea um rather than just doing commissions where it's it's all your labor especially mm-hmm. with a young family yeah yeah so, the prints are amazing I've loved my printer and if I could help any other artist that listens um I'd be happy to share my process and how I got started with all that awesome because it's been it's been challenging to say. Sorry, it is cutting out a wee bit. Um, sorry to everybody listening. Hopefully, I think I mean, you know I'm hearing it fine because I can see you talking. Um, but I think I think it's I think it's totally fine. It is just cutting out here and there. But yeah, anyway, sorry. That'll probably put you off. So <laughs> no, that's okay. I was just saying it, the printing and the printer myself. That's been a game changer. Yeah, being able to do it all myself and do it in house has been great. Oh, so you print them yourself. Yeah, yeah, and printer. Oh, how great. How many hours a week do you spend on your art? Gosh, that fluctuates too (laughs) because with the kids. um, Now that they're both going to kindy, that's great. I could get like a good solid three hours on a kindy day, if not more, if I'm Mm -hmm. feeling it. Um, And that's three days a week with that. So however many hours that works out to be. And then some days now that Sam's home, if I have a busy week or I have some stuff I really want to get ticked off, he'll take the kids and I could, I could draw all day, which is just amazing. Yeah, Amazing. And do you have, I mean, it's like anything, like it's the same with workouts. Sometimes I'm taking workouts and I really feel like it. Other times it's a real push and I'm thinking more of um, writers, you know, how they get writer's block. Does that happen with art? Um, it can, if it's a piece mostly commissions I've started really learning how to say yeah what pieces to say yes to if it's Mm -hmm. a piece that's not feeling or 
I don't know, any kind of feeling like that, if I go into it, I should just say no. Mm-hmm. And I've stopped, like, if I just am not feeling it. Um, and so just... why wouldn't you feel it? Is it the type of subject it is, like something that you'd? Yeah, the subject. I've really started narrowing down what I like to draw. And I like those farming animals, farming scenes, hunting, wildlife, moving away a little bit from more just your kind of pets and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, and and interesting. Um, and just signed myself up for so much work because it amazed me that anybody wanted to. So I just said yes to everything. Yeah, that's normal, isn't it, at the start? Yeah. Um, and now it just, yeah, I'm very grateful that I could actually go through and be a bit more specific about what I take on for commissions. With the prints, do you get inspired from what you see around you? Yeah, and I think my childhood has just inspired me more than I ever thought it did, looking yeah. back um, as you become older and wiser. <laughs> yeah. But all wildlife, it'll always be wildlife for me is my main one. Yeah, that's very cool. Um, and so you're saying about Sam going away, for those that maybe don't follow you closely, tell us uh-huh. about that. So Sam is an ag pilot, agricultural pilot, and he works the Canadian seasons. So he goes away for the three months of our winter. And he's been doing that ever since we had babies. <laughs> so I've had, yeah, three months of my own each winter since Olivia. And yeah, I think it's actually just gotten harder and harder each winter, which shouldn't make, like, doesn't make sense to me. I always think it's going to be easier as they get older. But with the workload of my art and business mm. getting more, as well that's yeah that was tricky and that is tricky and I take hats off to any you know single parents out there that they're incredible yeah do you find too um this is what I found um as I've got older and as the kids have got older I feel things a lot more deeply yeah I think that may if other people experience that too may be something to do with it being harder as well obviously it's a workload but I don't know it's the depth of your emotions or something yeah, and I mean, I'm so passionate. You know, obviously, of my kids come first, and I love. Yeah, I know what kind of parent I want to be and stuff. But then also, my art is really important to me, and I don't mm. want to give up on that. I've got such a tight grip on that, and I probably need to learn how to just relax with it a little bit more and feel a bit more confident in that it's it's there. You know, I've I've built it. It's there. It's not going to just go away. I still have such imposter syndrome. Um, so yeah, I think I just had such a tight grip on like, no, I could still be the kind of mom I want to do, you know, I want to do our little adventures that we do. I want to go out and ride and as well as like show up hundred percent for my art, but it was both very draining this winter. Um, and yeah, I kind of burnt out a bit actually. So what will you do to make it easier next year? Will Sam keep doing the going away for three months? Um, <laughs> after this winter, question. we've got- yeah, we've got a bit to talk about on that. Um, <laughs> but if we do go forward with it, I will try and get someone here to stay with me, whether that be like a nanny or I will go over and see my family now that things with COVID are starting to ease up. That right. be yeah, because I was going to say it's quite ironic that um, that he does go back to Canada yeah. for the winter when that's your, that, that's your home. Oh, well, it yeah. was your home. Um, and yeah. so I bet that's been hard as well living away from your family and your family now is quite dispersed and you were such a tight unit for what 18 years the first 18 years of your life 
yeah, uh, incredibly challenging. Yeah. And I don't, I guess I've hardened off to it a little bit or a lot, especially through COVID. There was nothing that could be done. Like my sister had tickets to come out and be there with me when Harry was born. And that all kind of fell apart because Harry was born in lockdown. Um, so I do harden off quite a bit to it, but it is very difficult. Yeah, I would love to have my family here and see these kids because they're pretty incredible. They're such characters. And I, yeah, I really look forward to taking them home. And Yeah, how special and showing them you know, this, the magic of your upbringing and um, you're saying you've had enough off to it. Um, so talk us through that. I mean, I understand that, but, you know, what's that been like for you? Just completely shutting out those feelings because you know there's nothing you can do about it and it would be negative yeah. to all of you if you sort of yeah. felt it too much. Yeah, yeah that's totally yeah, if I was to wallow in it, I guess it's not going to help anything. I know sometimes it could be hard. Oh, whether it's birthdays and stuff and yeah mom and dad are you know teary-eyed or crying and they miss mm. me and yeah that's I guess I'm like oh yeah I'll be strong here or else it just makes it harder for them too if I'm like oh I want to mm. see you guys yeah so just trying to be better at keeping in touch with all of them and yeah it's yeah they get to watch life play out a little bit <laughs> yeah fine for us but it's not the same um and I do definitely miss them and so have your parents been out to New Zealand yeah they came when we got married and nice. they got to meet Olivia when she was about 10 months old so everyone's due to meet Harry and Harry is the first yeah dad's first grandson um, oh wow yeah so many women um <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah very much looking forward to that and yeah look out they get to see this little cowboy who's just gonna blow him away and Olivia <laughs> amazing she's she idolizes my dad big old cowboy pot yeah oh that's so nice so hopefully you'll head over next winter that's kind of the plan at this stage yeah and a probably good timing with Olivia still you know she's nearly five but you yeah. know still young and yeah yeah we might yeah, just playing out with school and stuff. I don't know. We've got so much to talk about, but it's one of those things, isn't it? We're, we're quite last minute, <laughs> Nellie's. We'll probably just pick up in the last bit and be like, oh, we're going to Canada. But yeah. uh, we might not even start her into school. I don't know if it'd be worth it if we're going to be away. Yeah, a lot of things to kind of think about, but exciting things. Yeah, very exciting. And so Sam's away for three months of the year. Um, the rest of the time, he's you've got a deer farm? Yeah, so we um, run the family deer farm here in Woodbury which is just like a k or two down the road from where we live here and yeah this is our second year into leasing that and that's been fun it's been a journey <laughs> as well <laughs> a lot of learning for me because that is just yeah farming and then farming deer god yeah. deer. we've okay. got deer as well yeah not all deer but some deer yeah just trying to get the confidence to work those flighty animals and yeah. I'm probably really myself so the two of us I don't think we mix sometimes they're fine yeah. I find them absolutely fine in the yards when it's enclosed they're fine aren't they but oh, uh, try, if you're trying to get them in <laughs> they're crazy aren't they? uh, so I've kind of taken that role now which has been quite fun after having a winter of like full-on learning how to farm for myself mm -hmm. um yeah I kind of get that role now of moving the deer and learning the paddocks and stuff so that's been kind of fun because I'm much more patient mm -hmm. which 
I'm not like, yeah, Sam, who kind of probably rolls in a bit too fast. I am. <laughs> so when he's away, you, you run the farm. I, I did this winter with my brother-in-law. He did all the tractor work and quite a bit of the fences as well. But I did, yeah, I did the other side of the river um, shifting fences, which is very simple for people who've grown up in it or know it. But for me, it was definitely a learning curve, especially since I'm always on the farm with Sam. So it's his responsibility if I... Yeah, it's like if someone's driving somewhere and then you have to drive to that place when you've only been a passenger. You're like, oh, hold on a minute. I don't know where to go. (laughs) There was like a couple skill building this winter because I would have to FaceTime him and be like, how do I tie this knot? Or where's the hookup? And yeah, it was just such a battle. I'm so glad I did it, even though I completely burnt out. I feel like I learned so much and I'm so much stronger for doing it I'm just glad I didn't give up yeah Yeah, that is amazing like you learned a lot about yourself yeah totally and that I am capable um and yeah that I could do it because you are you're extremely capable from what I can see um so tell me more about your imposter syndrome oh gosh I get all emotional and hard to talk about it (laughs) uh just with the art I still have lots of pinch me moments that people or even buying art for their walls. Like it's just such a, I wish I could let it sink in more and be like, yeah, you know, have some real confidence and, you know, that. Uh, but I still just get this real nervous feeling of like, it's all just going to go away and I'm going to be back to score one. Yeah. So is that, do you think, because you dreamed of it for so long and you never thought it would actually happen? Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And- just beating the odds and trying to keep fighting for it. Yeah. I oh, guess. Inc- oh, you should be so proud. It's incredible. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so, I'm so happy. <laughs> Sorry, getting all emotional. It's, um, yeah, I feel for any, any artist listening to this probably understands because it's, it's not easy. Um, yeah, you're so vulnerable. You're putting your, something that means so much out there. For people to view and possibly criticize or, or love um so that's just even showing your work showing the work in progress like mm. I used to never let anybody see it <laughs> I just hid it away under my bed so wow yeah do you think it's with artists is um that perfectionist side as well do you have that where so yeah. do you sometimes feel like nothing's ever quite good enough or yeah I do. Yeah, definitely. And I can imagine a lot of artists do as well. Um, and just pushing through to be like, no, just show the progress, show it. It's okay. You know, it's and letting that art speak for itself. Um, and just being like, no, it is done. <laughs> it's done. It could go speak for itself now. It's yeah. Out in the world. Um, but yeah, people deserve to see it, whether it's my style of work or really abstract or anything. I just think it's kind of a gift. No one else can do it, you know, your style and your way. So just getting the confidence to show it and, and put it out. That's so cool. And how does it feel when you walk into someone's home and you see your art on their wall? Oh, really, really strange. Yeah. I've got some diehard friends too, who have just like a little mini gallery of my stuff. And um, yeah, it's really, really, yeah, I'm chuffed actually. It's amazing. And even people that aren't friends, yeah, send me a photo of 
many, many galleries in their house as well. And it's just incredible. I still, I can't believe it. Like, I, yeah, seeing my art on things as well, like working with Swazi, that was incredible just to see my drawing on this, you know, the packaging and, and this working with Perium to once I see that on something else is just going to be kind yeah, of Yeah, that's a really cool exper- um, opportunity with Perium. Yeah. That there's no way, you know, that's Instagram, isn't it? That's yeah. That's that's the, you know, power of your, you know, it's amazing marketing that you're doing. It's very clever. Um, and you. because you're also sharing a lot of your life and uh, your gardening and your, your adventures and the art's just there a bit so you therefore you get a lot of engagement and a lot of a lot of followers a lot of growth yeah I think it's kind of hard too like gosh the drawings take so long if I was only to share about those it would be so boring (laughs) (laughs) finishing an ear oh and then that's all I could show up is just that (laughs) so how long so one of those prints so like the uh, here um, yeah, I think I'm going to get the hair for my mum for Christmas. Um, how long would that take? Gosh, you know what? It's probably not very good that I don't really count the hours. I kind yeah. of have a, I give myself like a week for an A3, say, which is the hair size. Um, and I just make it happen. I don't know. It's something like you give yourself a time slot, isn't it? And you, mm-hmm. you could happen. Um, so could you draw on, here one one week and here another week and then take completely different lengths of time though depending on uh, what how you're feeling and yeah 100 I've started finally learning how to look after myself better through exercise and, and eating and stuff so I could feel clearer so I could feel more creative mm-hmm. um and yeah that dictates just learning how much that dictates <laughs> the quality of work I could produce yeah. Um, and how during the winter, it, it feels a little bit trickier to be disciplined and sit down and do it. And I could still do it, but how much easier and more flow it feels when I'm feeling good and within myself. And do you ever complete something and go, no, I'm not feeling this. This is not going to the public. Um, I had that thought the other day. I used to a lot more when I was younger. I feel like since I'm in the space where it is my job now. I'm lucky enough to do it daily. Um, that I'm just, yeah, it's a lot of practice, but I haven't had a piece in a very long time, knock on wood, yeah. <laughs> that I've trapped. Um, I think it's just because of practice. Yeah, practice and confidence probably too. Yeah, and definitely. And the way you go into the piece being like, no, I'm going to, this one's going to be good. I'm going to nail this one out. It's going to be good. Um and it just kind of flows better. Yeah. So luckily I haven't had a piece where I've just been, yeah, I've scrapped it for a long time. I used to a lot. That's amazing. It shows, um, yeah, the progress that you've had and yeah, it's obviously a massive journey that you've been on with it. Yeah. 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 So your garden, that's, <laughs> a, that's another masterpiece. Thank you. I love my garden. I just did a big, garden or open garden um Geraldine has a festival every year and all these incredible gardens that like are usually people that are retired open their gardens and they might even have gardeners help and stuff and it looks incredible um 
But I, I always found it could be really overwhelming for younger people to go and look at those gardens and think, oh, well, how would I ever accomplish that? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to open mine as just for people to come and see a work in progress. Again, I think it's like, <laughs> maybe it's a lot of self-help I'm doing for myself, but just opening up and being like, no, this is my progress. You know, it's yeah. not perfect. I've got so many undone jobs and this is what our vision is. Um, so yeah, I that think was a- that's I what our generation wants to see a lot more. I think other generations, you didn't show your vulnerable sides, whereas mm-hmm. now we want to see the progress, don't we? We want to see, you know, my um, members love seeing me on the floor battling or not able to do all, all the reps because that's oh. what you can relate to, isn't it? Oh, what I love when there's a kid. If there's a kid that flashes through on one of your guys' videos or yeah. someone's, just, yeah, feels good. And it does, it just takes that pressure off. And it's like, we're all human. We all have the ugly bits. Um, yeah. I get a lot of stuff on social media saying that, oh, like, and I'm sure others do as well, like yourself and other, I don't know, influencers, how do you say? But um, people saying like, super mom and how do you do it all? I don't... I don't like that because I feel like we're all super mom. We're all doing it. And I'm not sharing my ugly fully online. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't know. Yeah, And when, when, when I get there, I, I automatically go into thinking about, no, I'm not, it's, I'm not doing everything enough. I'm not doing everything properly. I'm doing too many things. I'm stretching myself yeah. too thin. Yeah. Um, yeah. I always try and take a picture of a big laundry pile or like do a video of like, this is what I'm wearing. And this is, you know, it's just things that social media, isn't it? I may look like an amazing baker, but I'm only baking like once a week or, or that's my focus for that week. I'm like sourdough. Woohoo, look at me, but I'm not I doing say, Cause all- I definitely was like, wow, you do a lot of baking. Oh, it's only once a week. It's funny that, isn't it? What's that? <laughs> I used to do a lot more and yeah. Sam would, like it if I did a lot more but um it's what your focus on is mm-hmm. you know for the spring it was garden garden kids art you know and then now it's not garden I'm quite enjoying not weeding <laughs> or baking cooking that or yeah you know you focus on different things so what you're watching online is say of my life I'm not doing all the things at, at once I'm yeah, focused. that makes sense you're seeing the highlights aren't you they always yeah. say that but don't think that I'm rocking out a perfect garden, sourdough, all the food, happy kids, art, you know, yeah, not all at the time. It's just not not possible for anyone, is it? Like no. that's the reality of it. Like we've all only got a certain amount of energy. Obviously, if we're looking after ourselves well, which obviously sounds like you've been doing a lot of work on, then right. you're going to have more energy and be more, more productive. But yeah, there are only so many hours in the day. Gosh, they go quickly, don't they? they, they Seriously. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, just flies much. by. So talk me through what you've been doing in terms of, um, you know, you mentioned about your improving yourself and what have you been doing? Um, I think this winter and hitting such a rock bottom within myself, I couldn't draw. Like I had no, like inspiration just went out the door. I wasn't feeling good. I had brain fog. I wasn't able to be the mom I wanted to be. So it just kind of, everyone says like, put your own, what is it? face you know airplane mask on first yeah <laughs> you know? yeah help yourself first before you help others yeah and you think of it and you're like oh yeah sure um yeah, but I think no, I'll be right I'll be right hitting that point I definitely was like no I can't do this anymore so learning how much um exercise impacts my creativity and 
my brain has been a big one. I still struggle with that. I still feel like kind of not wasting time. I know it's not a waste, but it kind of feels like that when you only get a certain amount of time to work, mm-hmm. that work drawing. But no, like even yesterday I was drawing. And I was like, oh, I've got another hour. I could still do another hour of drawing, but I wasn't really feeling it. I knew what I needed to do. I needed to go for a walk. Um, and I did it. And I felt so much better for the rest of the day. And mm-hmm. That's an absolute gem what you're saying there because that is basically what we, you know, we say a lot to our members and I I experience that too. I'm working on my health and fitness a lot at the moment and um, I'm prioritizing my exercise when it feels like I couldn't possibly, I've got no time. Um, But the thing about it is like you're saying, you feel better for the rest of the day, but it's also how you feel long-term too. So by consistently maintaining the exercise you still get the important things done but you're you just you feel so much better about yourself you're more confident um you're clear and thought not just that day but you know it's a it's it's who you are longer term yeah totally this week like last week was such a busy week I had a heap of orders and the business side that I don't enjoy got busier and so I was drawing less um, I was doing lots of the admin type stuff and all the stuff I don't really enjoy as much. And I didn't exercise at all. And I just felt so blah mm. the beginning of this weekend. And so I was so grateful that yesterday I was like, I need to snap out of it. <laughs> yeah. I need to smarten up because now it's going to affect this week again if I don't kind of break that. So me, I need to be consistent. I need to go for that walk or run or yeah, do the yoga again as well. I've been enjoying that. Yeah, um, I think for you, yogas, yoga and Pilates, have you been doing some Pilates as well? They're yeah. um, something that really clicks for you, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And they go that. really well with your walking and running, you know, getting that, yeah. that maintaining your flexibility and also that core strength. Yeah, so yeah. Important. The other thing, and it's especially important for people at this time of year, is when we don't do it, we don't mm-hmm. prioritize and be consistent with our exercise we feel like we've got so much on our plate because that's another thing we feel like we're not achieving. So it's like, Oh, I'm not keeping up and you're feeling foggy in mind. And you start obsessing over little details. I find because you get so into what you're doing and and your work and you haven't had those positive experience, you know, those endorphins from exercise. So you start like hyper getting hyper fixated on little details. Oh, totally. And I I could go, or a run or walk and like all the stuff that's been stressing me out in mostly business stuff it's good stress but it's a lot of learning for me mm. feels like mountains and then I go mm. and I I'm a mountain <laughs> you feel like oh that's not a big deal like you come home and you're like yeah it's so it. isn't it miraculous like it's yeah. literally happens and yeah. sometimes yeah I just feel like the world's on my shoulders and then do a workout or go for a run and then all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't have to get that thing done. I can just focus on these things and I can do it. Yeah. I need to be consistent with that. And it's, yeah, I, I think I've been working against myself so much and I still do it. I get so frustrated that I go back into those old patterns mm-hmm. so quickly. Just crap, not eating enough, just, yeah, all the things. Um, I need to be consistent because if I want to accomplish what I want to accomplish with my work and the type of parent I want to be, I just it it comes first Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm saying this to myself right now because I've just had a week 
and a half almost of just letting it all go. It's really cool for people to hear because so many people will be relating to this so much, especially at this really busy time of year. You know, there's so many social things as well and the kids have so much on. It can be really hard to see how it all fits in. I think we've covered most things. I've got some fun questions now. Before we go into those, is there anything else you think we might have missed that would be great to chat about or that might be of interest to everyone listening? Gosh, I don't don't know. I guess just... I'm just so grateful for the community that is online, like meeting, like I wouldn't have met you. I wouldn't have met a lot of friends online. And if you ever want to reach out to me, um, please do. I would love to chat. And if you, yeah, if you see any of the people that you watch online in real life, go up to them and say hello. Like we'd love to actually Yes, please. Sometimes I get messages after an amazing, a lovely, lovely dedicate member (laughs) message, Anna and I, after our trip to Australia and said that she was on the plane as the same plane as us and didn't have the confidence to come and say hello. And it's like, we're just everyday people and we would absolutely love to meet you. And it's twofold. It's one, we'd just love to meet you. And it's Mm -hmm. two, it's really good for us to get to know and learn more about the people that we are engaging with online or that are engaging with us because it really helps us as well to know who we're talking to and what your life is and what happens in your day-to-day because it helps us yeah and and like just the non-comparison thing like please don't ever compare to any of the stories online and stuff like you're just as amazing it's just the way we we show it or Mm. you just kind of have to think of it as it's it's marketing so Mm. even if it doesn't seem like marketing it it is marketing isn't it at at the end of the day it's um intensely personal marketing Mm. like seriously personal marketing but if people can think of it like that then it can help them to see that it's yes it's real life but it's a a fraction of real life yeah, and again, what I'm showing is even under stories, I, like if I was to try and think like, what am I actually showing on stories? It's just the stuff I'm grateful for or think of really pretty through the day. Mm. Like just all my little positives. It's kind of like a gratitude journal, but just online. So yeah. you see I'm something not, that looks yeah, great. A, so you share it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I had someone ask me in a chat once how, how I be so real. And I was like, actually really tough because when you are feeling your worst or when you're um, going through something challenging one you don't want to be showing your face on socials it's just sort of one of those first things to go and two if you've got like a good caption something to share about something you've experienced you have to have a good photo to go with it and that's the hardest part is creating the actual People still want things to look good, even if it's your real life, you know, even if it's your depths of despair, it still has to have good lighting and, you know, what I mean? <laughs> All the things, yeah. No, and oh gosh, sometimes I'm like, why am I even here? My, a lot of people, my spelling and my, how I word things, <laughs> it's just not, sometimes I'm like, does that even make sense? Like, it's just a crumble of blah onto the page it's almost like therapy (laughs) (laughs) to read it and try (laughs) and um I always do spelling mistakes or like I went to write my but it came out as by on a social because you're in a hurry and you do it and then you go and 
Do I need to delete it or is it okay? Well, people just understand that it was in a hurry and autocorrect. Yeah. Yeah. We are a fitness podcast, but we're not really. We are, but we're not at the same time. Um, So (laughs) running's your thing, isn't it? I enjoy running. I don't feel very much like my body loves running. I think Mm -hmm. my body feels better after yoga and Pilates, but my mind needs running or walking. Mm -hmm. So it's a bit of both there. Yeah, and getting that getting that balance because um, the yoga and Pilates is going to help your body to enjoy the running mm-hmm. more. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Um, I I love running as well. I I only do it once a week, um, but it's yeah, it's a challenge and just getting outside and getting that fresh air. And you can, when you're doing a workout, you can't think the same. But when you're doing a run, you think things through and you sort of get a lot of clarity. Yeah, that's for up okay what do you prefer hit or weights Mm, probably weights even though I'm not amazing at doing them I would like to do weights more you would probably quite like a box lift okay yeah because um well boxing's really fun and it's just a bit of weights it's not a huge amount of weights and it's 20 minutes so it'd probably quite and it's all low impact so you're not getting you're not doing any jumping especially if your body's you know if you've been for a run the day before or something I'd say that'd be a perfect perfect one for you um what do you like better yoga or pilates yoga Yeah. yeah and what would you rather do a squat or a lunge squat yeah would you rather run uphill or downhill <laughs> the big questions today uh, uphill because I don't feel like my knees love going downhill as much so yeah uphill yeah downhill's hard isn't it hard and it just feels clunky. yeah it's not nice for the body yeah no. <laughs> would you rather run along the side of a road or on a like a rugged track uh, definitely a track. I'm kind of lucky I get a bit of both. It just depends how strong I'm feeling to run to track. <laughs> yeah, I have to do run along. Do you have a nicer loop that you do? Uh, not a, well, once I get there, yeah. So we're kind of close to Waihee Station. So they've, they just let me go all, all over their hills and stuff, but I've got to get there and I can yeah. cheat and I can or I can mountain bike or I can run a wee ways. It's probably like two Ks, maybe three. Yeah. Yeah. So what's your, um ultimate like what is the length of a run that you enjoy the most um I usually seem to be 45 minutes my I that I'm getting back into I love waking up before the kids and Sam and then I get to have a burst and it's just so nice ever like the roads aren't busy and mm. yeah, 45 minutes I, whether I try and have it fast or slow it still seems to be that's my time also and that's a decent amount of time for a run yeah that's probably why my body amazing it's because I'm probably not really quite ready for that <laughs> <laughs> and um have you ever done a half marathon or 10k race or a full marathon no, none of that I'm not a hugely competitive person yeah. so yeah it doesn't probably. really interest you it's not something you will do no okay favorite animal to draw oh good one um lately I've been loving farm dogs like there is something about farm dogs that I'm just like obsessed with. I think it's because they're kind of rugged and ugly and they're not your perfect looking dog. But they've got so much soul at the same time. Oh, and they've worked so bloody hard and they're, yeah, I love. So loyal. They're just amazing, aren't they? 
I love hearing a farm dog and I really look forward to doing some like cool station horses and things like that. So love that. But then also hairs. Like I'm obsessed with rabbit eyes and their yeah, hairs. I love them. Hairs are stunning. There's something majestic about a hair. Yeah, and I know they're naughty and not amazing, but I love them. <laughs> like I really yeah, I saw you'd written the other day, um, hairs are your favorite, except for when they're in the garden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you rather draw an animal or a landscape? Animal, definitely. Okay, this is a big one. New Zealand or Canada? Oh, gosh, my family. <laughs> definitely New Zealand I love where we live yeah there's something to say about loving where you live and I really do love it here I love New Zealand you're so close to the ocean to the mountains to like a lake it's just incredible it's yeah yeah there's literally everything in a really small space isn't there because I mean America and Canada are incredible and that they've got everything Mm -hmm. but each sort of state has its own you know vastness of one thing kind of yeah, very much. Like, travel a massive well, distance to get something else. Yeah, and I do miss the wildlife of home, but New Zealand is is pretty awesome. And no winter. Yeah, I definitely enjoy no winter. So New Zealand, still Canadian, still so Canadian at heart. Yeah, um, always will be. Yeah. Would you rather run out of pencils or run out of paper? Oh, out of pencils or run out of paper. <laughs> I would probably rather run out of paper and you could draw on the walls or something. <laughs> yeah. Do a wall painting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coffee or tea? Oh, coffee. Yeah, I'm a bit of a nut for coffee. Baking or cooking? Baking, because then it's done. <laughs> it lasts longer than what cooking seems. Yeah. To be. Cooking's one meal, so many dishes. So many dishes. It's just gone. And mum used to hate cooking. And I kind of, I don't know, I like it, but I don't really like it. it yeah. You do so much work and then you just eat it and it's gone. Yeah. There's not much time to enjoy what you've created, you know. You, yeah. you don't get to marvel and look at it for a few days or on your wall. Yeah. Or... <laughs> Last a few morning teas, whereas, you know, yeah. I'm sort of a leftover person either. So it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, Geraldine or Toad River? Oh, Toad, Toad River, River is where you grew up, isn't it? I saw it on a post. <laughs> I know, it's such a funny, yeah, Toad River. So the river was Toad, obviously. And I yeah. think they call it Toad River because they used to have to tow the trucks, the big army trucks across it. Yeah. Um, so- I thought it was Toad as in like a toad, the animal. <laughs> Get a bit of confusion there, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so which one, Geraldine or Toad River? Toad River, yeah, that's me. Um, favorite place in New Zealand? Oh, favorite place in New. Oh, um, I love Arrowtown. I oh. really love Arrowtown because of the the fall and the leaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. L takes me right back to home, so I'm usually pretty lucky, and I can twist Sam's arm, and we go down there every year. Nice. And and it, it's quite a cool mix of incredible scenery with some urban living restaurants yeah, and, and oh love the remarkables they're just incredible um and like Wanaka all that area yeah, yeah. I'm Aerotown. favorite place in Canada again Toad River yeah 
home in my head. Yeah, yeah. our farm. So, um, can you go? Do you go back there? Where? Because obviously your family's not there. So, do you ever go back there? Um, I haven't been in a long time, very long time since kind of selling days. So, when I take the kids home, we will go. Yeah, it'll be all and a bit weird, but yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. How I, old and, were you when your parents sold? Um, I think I was eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So around. Yeah. So when you came to New Zealand, mm-hmm. cocktail or mocktail? Oh, cocktail. Champagne or cocktail? <laughs> cocktail again? Yeah. A bit fun. Um, blazer or leather jacket? Oh, blazer! I've just gotten into blazer life and I'm loving it. Yeah. You feel they're they're nice, eh? Hey? Yeah, and you can sort of put them with quite a few things, and yeah, yeah it can be social or um businessy yeah it feels fun yeah you feel kind of like you're putting your boss pants on yeah <laughs> yeah skirt or dress oh dress because then you could just chuck a sweater on and you don't have to worry about a top that matches the skirt <laughs> yeah yeah cool rolling hills or mountains mountains don't. would you rather wash the dishes or dry them oh i don't dry <laughs> i never dry wash yeah they just get chucked in wet <laughs> sweet or savory sweet i've got a horrible sweet tooth that i'm trying to cut back on do you find that you um sort of have sweet things as kind of a meal do you sometimes like i I'll just have that bit of slice and that can be lunch yeah. or whatever and i don't run well on that oh my gosh mm-hmm. finally learning and still learning what i feel good on and that mm-hmm. is a lot of fat and a lot of protein yeah <laughs> Sugar okay at the end of a meal, but um, yeah, if I need to get f- filled up on the good stuff, totally, yeah. Spring or autumn? Ooh, autumn if I could see some leaves. <laughs> Do you have any Check. leaves around, Geraldine? Um, little bit. Sam does not. He is like a native man with all the trees and stuff. So for the next house and the next planting, I'm definitely going to sneak some trees in there. <laughs> yeah, maples. Oh, yeah, very Canadian. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have 10 kids or no kids? Oh, shapers, that's a hard one. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I used to think I wanted four and I was talking real brave. Um, but I'd go 10. Yeah, kids are fun. Like, nice. yeah, definitely 10. You'd be questioning yourself, though, with those 10. You'd be thinking, oh, what have yeah. I done? Yeah, these <laughs> Oh, man, they go so <laughs> um, I saw something that actually I thought of when we were yarning before that really resonated with me that I'd love to read just quickly um, the hardest part of motherhood is not kids or loving them that is easy it's everything else the schedules the laundry the homework the expectations the emotions the exhaustion the meals the snacks the cleaning the repeating things constantly the worry the guilt loving them is the easiest thing I've ever done it's everything else. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I eh? yeah. it is thing. Gosh, you just look at your kids bubbles over with pride and joy. But it is the expectations you put on yourself to mm-hmm. learning to just those. Like who cares? Yeah. Some of the stuff is just not worth fluffing about. And yeah, I think I learned that a lot this winter too. Yeah, and sometimes what we're doing is we're trying to do all these things for our kids. But what happens is it makes us tired and grumpy and short. So actually we're giving them a negative experience when actually 
that's counterproductive of what we're actually trying to achieve totally that makes so much sense yeah I mean what do they care about they'd rather you go out and do an adventure have some fun with them Mm. and be listened to and yeah yeah it's harder yeah learning that balance isn't it or however you want to say it but yeah it's learning that balance um but I think it's also constantly you know like even this having this conversation that's what I love about these is I started off the term really patient and I'm starting to lose Mm -hmm. that patience and I need to get it back you know things are getting busy so I'm not spend it's it's those couple of seconds do you know what I mean where you you stop and you look and you you really listen when they're talking instead of just waiting for them to finish so you can get whatever you're doing done yeah and then it's so hard too because you'll be the same your work will be your your passion and it's Mm. so and I want the kids to understand that my work and my stuff that I'm doing it is important and it does matter and Mm -hmm. they do so it's that like yes there's space for both um and giving yourself a bit of an easier time when Mm. you are instead of just stressing about like oh I'm not doing this good enough or that good enough it's Mm. trying to be like no I'm working right now today's work day and then we'll get stuck into some stuff yeah it's giving yourself permission to get that work done as well because it's important and if you didn't do it you wouldn't be the person you are and you wouldn't have some of the luxuries that you have because you wouldn't have the income yeah absolutely. That as well it's important for the kids to know that isn't it oh absolutely I think it's important mm. for them to watch yeah we grew up watching mum and dad work hard and we knew for kind of the summer and autumn months that we were working um and then the winter we would have all the adventures and fun in the world so mm. doesn't do bad things I don't think for the kids to be watching me working and mothering and mm. same for but this great balance going on now too where you know, we're both working, we're both juggling the kids and taking on, yeah, it together as a family. Yeah, that's so nice. Yeah. It's nice when um, the other half too really respects what you're doing for your work and can give mm-hmm. you some time to do what you need to do rather than just yeah. having to always fit it in in the gap. Yeah. yeah, I'm so, so loving this thing we've got going on where it is great. We could both talk about our weeks, what we've got. So Sam had a bigger week this week, so I do more of the kids. And then next week he'll have the kids more. It's, um, yeah, just mm. really wonderful. I think I get too caught up worrying that, oh, you know, maybe in-laws or, you know, random people that don't probably matter as much. Like, oh, well, do they think I'm actually working or, you know, like, yeah. I get a little bit caught up sometimes thinking, oh, well, it's a, it's a job. Like <laughs> yeah. I am working from home, but who am I trying to prove this to? It doesn't really matter as long no. as our family and we're happy and I'm confident and happy in what I'm doing. That's what, that's what actually matters. Yeah. And when you do feel like that, you don't worry what other people think the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And when you are exercising, there's another example. That's when you don't worry yeah. as much, but when you're getting yourself caught up and yeah. Okay. Deer or cattle. I still would actually I, I'd say deer more um I've got a cow and yeah I'm don't you milk the cow <laughs> like that is that is high achieving um I still like grandma and grandpa they had a cattle ranch but I'm not as confident with cows like I'm learning and thank gosh Ivy is a pretty awesome cow but if she decided to be grumpy cow I'd probably be like oh. <laughs> yeah they're big they're scary yeah yeah um sunrise or sunset um sunrise shop in store or online 
I need to be better at online. I fought against it for a long time, but it makes your life so much easier, doesn't it? Oh my gosh. Yeah. As long as the things fit and they work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm still struggling to get my brain over like the shopping online like, thing. Gr- like groceries online? I, I know it'll make my life easier. Mm. It's one of the things that it takes a bit of time to sort out now, but I save time later. Yeah. You know? I used to do a bit online groceries wise but I spend so much time on the computer I actually like yeah. going to the supermarket yeah you no know? and you can do the supermarket with the kids in tow mm-hmm. but where if, do you shop? I actually do most of my shopping in Twizel and oh, yeah. if we if we go to town then I'll um stock up on a few things and do a big shop yeah yeah what about you uh we're Timaroom so it's about yeah. 45 minutes yeah it's pretty but- handy yeah, sometimes take kids would prefer not to. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and that's pack and save. Yeah. yeah. I love bougie New World shops sometimes. I feel, I don't know, it's just nicer yeah. grocery. But pack and save is the way to go. Yeah, packing um, your own groceries, though, is just is not fun. <laughs> See, I don't know. I guess I'm used to that because the yeah. groceries are better up. <laughs> <laughs> Roast or mince? Oh, mince. Mum, we used to make so much fun of mum because she would always be like, I'll just bang out some hamburger from the, well, we say hamburger from the fridge. I'll just get it from the freezer because she wasn't very prepared with her cooking and stuff either. So she would just whack a bit of frozen mince and (laughs) fuck up a meal together really quick. And we used to make so much fun of her, but I get it now. I love mince. Oh, same. I love mince. So it's great that she, her cooking obviously wasn't too bad. It hasn't scarred you that you're saying you can't stand (laughs) mince. We had to grow up on a lot of canned food and stuff because we yeah. were far away from grocery stores. Yeah. So, yeah, she did. She did good. We ate a lot of moose meat. And yeah. <laughs> moose meat. Fascinating. Is that mince meat or is it steak? Uh, a bit of both? A bit of everything. Yes. Yeah, steak, yeah. rubber, mince, mostly mince. They're such a huge animal. So, so what does it taste like? Is it oh, gamey? It's, oh, it's gamey. Yeah. yeah. It's, I have to learn how to hide that flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bless it. <laughs> <laughs> okay for some reason i thought you'd say mince so i've got a question nachos or tacos oh uh nachos yeah we're not mm, not as mexican-y even though nachos is probably mexican <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay would you rather go we're nearly there would you rather go back in the past and change something or see into the future oh no i don't i don't want to change stuff in the in the past I think that's it makes who you are and yeah I really yeah. believe it happens for a reason and you're meant to go through those obstacles um so I'd love to see into the future that'd be kind of cool be kind of fascinating wouldn't it ah um would you rather sticky fingers or wet feet oh probably wet feet yeah sticky fingers I just the kids and their sticky fingers is yeah. they're everywhere yeah I'm with you on, the, on that one mm-hmm. okay one last question and we didn't actually talk about your writing much, um, whether you still do it and stuff, but um, <laughs> would you rather never be able to draw again or never be able to ride again? Oh, <laughs> ride again. Yeah. I, I Drawing is your ultimate passion, isn't it? Oh, totally over everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool and super inspiring that you've made a career from your, your passion. Thank you. 
And as we saw today with your emotions and stuff, it obviously hasn't been easy and it means so much to you. Oh yeah. It means the world. Yeah, it really does. So every time someone's just buys it or supports it in any way, it just is, yeah, you're helping my dream come true as cheesy as that sounds. And yeah, I need to sit back sometimes and go, you're here. Like just breathe. Enjoy it. Enjoy it now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm just so excited about the future and what's in store with it and you just can't wait yeah I'm very happy but that's the thing it's getting that balance between um, wanting more so striving for more and enjoying the present isn't it yeah yeah not moving out of those accomplishments too fast to kind of sit in them and enjoy them and I would say that for any of my friends I'd be like oh it's amazing and you'd, you'd want them to celebrate any achievement so yeah but then when it's yourself you're kind of like on to the next well, yeah, because we're always wanting more, aren't we? Nothing's yeah. ever quite enough. We're always looking for the next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. And thank, yeah, thanks for putting the kids in kindy today for this. Yeah. You'll be yeah, able to no. do some drawing now? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to go and work on a dog. Um, <laughs> work on a dog sounds funny. I'm going to do some drawing. Yeah. Is that a commission or is that a print or? Um, this one's a commission. A lovely girl who, yeah, let me kind of push it, push the date a wee bit because this winter was just so mad. Um, so yeah, getting that all tidied up before Christmas for her. Perfect. Well, thank yeah. you so much. Um, have an amazing rest of your day, and yeah, thanks so much for for sharing so much and for your time. Thanks, Kate. It was so fun being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you all so much for listening to the Dedicate podcast. Your support is so incredibly appreciated. If you love our podcast, remember to subscribe so you're notified when new episodes launch. If you missed last week's episode, it's a super popular one, so go and have a listen. An interview with our new Dedicate Yoga and Pilates instructor, M. Herbert. While you're here, I'd like to share with you some of our latest news at Dedicate. So the first one, it's a big one. We have dropped our prices permanently. With times being tough, we want you to be able to prioritize your health and fitness because it's so important for our physical and mental well-being. This drop is for both the new and existing members and is up to 24% off. Also, tonight, Sunday, we are launching a workout advent calendar to get you through to Christmas as requested by my childhood friend and Dedicate member. Dedicate is the online trans-Tasman fitness community for rural and regional women, mums, and those that love a down-to-earth approach to fitness. Everybody is welcome. Short and effective workouts where we encourage you to do your best and never give up. No diets or restrictions. It's about feeling good and long-term success. Get your seven-day free trial at kateivyfitness.com.